Body Bite, Cocktails and Roses. I'm Matt Waited from 10 Daily. And I'm Talia Pritchard from Punky. And oh boy, what a finale week that was. It's all done and dusted. There are a ton of broken hearts, including ours. Truly. And <laughs> I mean, I feel alive for the first time in weeks. I've actually really enjoyed watching Angie's journey. Buzzword. <laughs> yeah, take a drink. I mean, it's been and gone quite fast, but... I'm pretty excited to have seen the final results. Mm. It does feel like just yesterday uh, we were looking at a bunch of men in farmyard outfits, but... I know. <laughs> I think that was his tattoo a lot still. <laughs> Me too. But before we get stuck into all the inner workings of the finale week, if you haven't watched this week's episodes, please press pause on this right now. Go watch them on 10 Play and then unpause us, I guess. Come back to us. Come back. Welcome Let's back. Let's have a catch-up. I've been waiting just <laughs> six weeks right, to copyright. say that. <laughs> All right, should we get stuck in? Let's do it. Um, obviously, we have to start with Wednesday night and mm-hmm. the broken heart Angie left behind. I think we just go uh, bachelor by bachelor this week. And we, yeah, as you say, we start off with Ryan. Exactly. Oh, boy. That was a lot. That whole rose ceremony. I mean, look, I, I guess I have to say up top, boy, was I wrong. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I'm so excited. I think... If anyone's been listening to this the whole time, I'd like to say I was right with my prediction. I Go back and listen to last week. Mm, listen or, to Matt's prediction. Or, you know, or don't. Come um, back. Congratulate me. The one thing that I thought that I was good at was figuring out where this show was going. And I was so wrong. How does that feel? Um, well. To <laughs> waste so much of your life on this show and, and just not get nothing. it right. Mm, yeah. Feels great, actually. It feels really good. I feel humbled. I feel <laughs> a little bloated. Do you have anything to say to me? Um, No. <laughs> Nothing at all. <laughs> Never even met you. So we had our um, final three. Mm-hmm. They each got a beautiful date. Well, Tim got a beautiful date. Yeah. Did Carlin even have a date? Carlin and Angie got in a car, drove through a puddle, and then it was night. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan and Angie went whale watching, but didn't really spot any whales. That's right. And Angie, once again, picked a date where she gets sick. Well, I've decided it's kind of a bit of a metaphor. So she goes on, she gets motion sickness on all these dates and it's like a metaphor for relationships. <laughs> because you just feel nauseous the whole time. It starts off fun, you get queasy and then you just stick to your stomach by the end. And you are still single, just checking. <laughs> <laughs> Wild, isn't it? Surprising. I really, okay, I mean, I felt like this was a game changer episode, obviously for Tim, because that date was stunning. They love a bit of arts and crafts on this show. I know. And the one date that I kept thinking about was... Um, when we went to Cork and Canvas. <laughs> you, you can't troll me today. I'm so emotionally vulnerable. <laughs> um, no, it was the one where um, I think Ali took somebody painting and then they had to drive through the painting. Do you remember this? What? Uh, oh, okay. I don't. It was, like, it was like they had to do a big... Paint, they had to paint their fears oh, or something and then they yes. drove through it. Yes, yes, yes. It was um, Rob, wasn't it? Yes. Fancy Pants Rob. Yes. yes. The, the and Italian he got so early. Yes. Yeah. And I kept thinking about that because it was a big canvas and I was like, oh no, I hope they don't drive through this one as well because that's stupid. But then it turned out to be actually one of the best dates of the season. True. And, and I think Definitely saw, the best date of that episode. Definitely. But I think we saw Angie and Tim's connection really solidify there. Exactly. And they kind of, they had the fun, they had the romance. And when you compared it to Carlin and Ryan's dates, it was miles ahead, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and, and I think the difference was, it was just, there was so much light and fun on Tim's date. And then the other two just felt a little more bachelory. 
Yeah, they were just sort of sitting on that magic love couch talking about their feelings and there wasn't that fun element. Yeah, yeah. But then at the end, when we were coming into the rose ceremony, I truly didn't know where things were going. And because Carlin's date was kind of just a drive through a puddle, <laughs> I, honestly thought, I honestly thought we were going to say farewell to Carlin. But he got the first rose. The first rose. I was shocked, shook. I wasn't. Of course you weren't. I've said it from the start, Angie has given Carlin a lot of chances and that's why I haven't been surprised by the outcome because I think it's more chances than you'd give it to someone that um, you weren't in love with. I also think that once you pointed it out to me, I couldn't stop hearing it where she speaks the most about missing Carlin Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. That doesn't feature with some of the other guys. No. But watching Angie truly break down in that rose ceremony, I thought was really difficult. It was. I nearly cried. And I don't really have emotions a lot. I was really sad. Why can't she just have all three in the final? Why? Just in life. I mean, they're going to Byron. There's heaps of different days in the week. Like, just swap it up. Oh, that's not. That's true. Yeah. And a few days off in between. (laughs) There's like an Uber Eats guy, a menu log guy. Yeah. One thing I do want to talk about, though, is she said to Ryan in their last date, not choosing you would be like slapping the universe in the face. And then next minute. And then, yeah, the universe is getting a huge slap to the that face. universe, yeah. Yeah. I do think it was really interesting when she was saying goodbye to him at the car. She said, um, you deserve somebody who knows right away and I just don't know. Which makes sense because they've known each other for 12 months. <laughs> you can't lock it down then in the meantime. Yeah. I guess it was interesting because she obviously had a connection with him, but it just wasn't where it needed to be at that stage. And again, which is interesting because he did have, not the extra time, but they have known each other for a while. Mm. So if it's not there then, then I think it's safe to say maybe it just was never going to be for her. Right. Whereas he's still in the car on the way home. He was still saying that she was his dream girl and everything. I think that's part of the problem too. He had her up on this pedestal and even when she's like, do you have any concerns? Do you have any worries? He was like, no, no. And I think that, no, you're perfect. You're my perfect girl everything's perfect is can be concerning yeah it's unrealistic yeah you are my perfect girl unrealistic (laughs) (laughs) we said bye to ryan it was really tough to watch and angie did question afterwards she's like that wasn't the right decision i thought that was also really interesting because um angie's been a very present bachelorette when she's you know after episodes she's posting on instagram her thoughts and her experiences and Mm. after that episode she posted I said some stuff. It was a really hard rose ceremony, but I didn't make the wrong decision. Like she really clarified that straight up. Yeah. And she didn't kind of touch on it again in the finale. So Mm. it was sort of like, okay, bye, Ryan, back to the dogs. I think it does just get so difficult at this stage when, when there are so few bachelors, you know, you can't kick out your like Hayden's or your Alex's who have have just been there the whole time. (laughs) No offense. (laughs) But she, you know, she is really having to say goodbye to guys that she really liked and she, really had a connection with exactly and you do forge friendships too so it's sort of like it's not like i'll see you later you're really cutting that person off and with ryan she did know him beforehand and they had some sort of friendship i guess beforehand so okay but you spoke to him um after the rose ceremony and so did i yeah the interesting thing was what he said to me was something along the lines of um i've had to respect the new relationship so we're not messaging as much and i was like okay that yeah. means you're still messaging he i did ask if he had um reached out to her and he said he did to thank her and then it was sort of about now learning to navigate this new sort of the new friendship friendship mm. 
steering that ship. <laughs> the unsinkable ship. <laughs> and moving The Titanic. On. I mean, the Titanic. <laughs> finale episode. So the finale. What a wild time. Because going into the finale, I, I updated my prediction and I thought, well, I didn't expect Tim to be in the finale, but surely he's going to win this. So you were going with that? I was double wrong. <laughs> How does that feel? I guess that cancels each other out and I, I, that makes me right. Let's not Is get that ahead how it works? of ourselves. <laughs> as, as a white man, <laughs> I think that makes me right. As the person that's been right this whole season. I can't, your mic's cutting out. I can't. <laughs> I thought you were serious. You, I know, you look so concerned. I was like, oh, no. I can't. Are these on? I don't know. Um, anyway, there's some interference, but we'll, we'll edit that so out. So we went to Byron Bay. Yes. Did you laugh when Tim said, who would have thought I would end up in Byron Bay? Because I was like, I was like, surely you go there every like other week. I feel like that's your spiritual home. Like Like, that's got to be his future hometown. Right. Uh, So we're in Byron and there's two more single dates. But before that, our final two bachelors meet Angie's family again. Again. Yeah. So the only one we hadn't met this season was her second brother. Mm. Um, But undercover brother was back. Brad for Bachelor 2020. Truly. And her parents as well. So she was a bit nervous about telling them that Tim was in the final two. Mm. And I don't know, watching Tim, I'm really going to miss watching Tim on my TV screen every week. Watching him kind of sit down and navigate the lunch table, but be so aware that he can't sit still. And he's like trying to remember his manners and he's trying not to swear. And he's just like effing up the whole time. Nice. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, That chaotic energy. But I think he won the family over in the end. Yeah, this was this is why I thought it was a really interesting finale because it felt like they were both on an even playing field the whole mm. time. And Tim going into the Meet the Family was, he was on the back foot because Carlin, when he met Brad, Brad was very complimentary to Carlin in the first night. He was like, he's here for the right reasons. He's really genuine. I really like him. And when the parents met the bachelors, they also named Carlin as somebody that they really liked. Yes. And Angie's dad famously said, Tim would pester you at the dinner table. Your favorite line of the season. (laughs) My favorite line of this franchise. Like (laughs) there's never been a line that stuck with me like that. So Tim was really on the back foot meeting the family. And I think he did a good job. I think so. And did, did, you know, he was, he was his charming self, even though he is like really quirky. And he talked to the two brothers and I think he won them over. He was very passionate about Angie. And I think the thing about Tim is he's not necessarily the best spoken person and he kind of fumbles around trying to find his words and stuff, but you can't deny that he was just so into her. Absolutely. Yeah. And he just, he does come across really genuine when he does start speaking about something he's passionate about. Yeah. Be it cows or Angie. Or- oh, I know. <laughs> I just this episode was so great too because every time there's kind of a serious moment it just cuts to Tim like doing a dance by himself to just, no music just staring at the cows being like god they must be cold out there just he- constantly screaming out of vehicles like yeah. I just loved it it was like <laughs> that reoccurring like him just shouting outside of a car was like amazing speaking of such things let's talk about their single date as well so they went hot air ballooning mm-hmm Yelled at some more cows. (laughs) So after yelling at cows in a car, he then got in a hot air balloon and started yelling down at cows, which I thought was (laughs) amazing. I I would never go hot air ballooning. That's terrifying to me. would. Huge flammable ball above you that is constantly getting lit on fire and you're just standing in a wicker basket. No, thank you. Got to risk it to get the biscuit. I can get biscuits anywhere. (laughs) I can get biscuits in Coles. I can get biscuits in Woolies. What would you do if you're on a really romantic date and they're like, we're going... 
hot air balloon in. I'd be like, have someone a good really time. Liked. Bye. If they really liked me, I could stay on the ground. <laughs> Fine. Okay. <laughs> Scratch that off our weekend to do <laughs> <Yeah>. list. <laughs> So Tim was trying to get his feelings across to Angie in the hot air balloon, but kept being interrupted, which again was like more comedic viewing for Tim trying to get his feelings across. More shenanigans. Yeah. At at times I was like, is the show stitching Tim up? Is Tim stitching the show up or is life just stitching Tim up? (laughs) (laughs) It's truly hard to tell sometimes. I I just still feel so sad for him that it's hard to talk about his dates and everything that like got into chaos along the way because I just picture his sad little face. I know. Cause I think he did such a good job. Like, like I never expected to see Tim in the final two, but once he was there, it just made so much sense. And he was kind of, he really opened up and he was quite vulnerable in the finale episode. And then he's telling these stories and he even like went on this story about how at school he was like the weird kid that <laughs> kids weren't allowed to go back to his house and just everything I about Tim in this episode was heartbreaking to me. I'm very sad. Is it because you were watching it thinking that he was going to get dumped? Yeah. I, see, I had the complete opposite experience. Everything that I watched, just it was so more endearing to me. And I thought, I thought this is going to win him over. This I gonna... really wanted to be incorrect. Like watching it and the way it was playing out, I was kind of like, okay, they, there is something more here. Like I was like, everything's kind of going badly for him in the sense of like not being able to open up or fumbling over his words or kind of telling these sad stories that when she says I love you to him in the end it could be a really really beautiful moment but yeah like something these, two in him was of, like, these two yeah. goofs kind of like finding it and yeah. make, like finding each other because they kept talking to each other about how they were soulmates yeah exactly I also think the um the painting date where he spoke about after after the painting date where he spoke about how he thought that Angie embodied all the things that he wants when he raises his daughter and all that kind of stuff, you know, the thinking about the future and thinking about being in a relationship with her, not just being her boyfriend for a while. I think a lot of people really turned around on Tim because they, they saw in him what Angie's been seeing the whole season. Yeah, exactly. And then going into this finale again, there was just so much goofy shenanigans that, again, just really did win me over. I know. I know. He's so endearing. And even when he's, like, going to see her to get dumped, basically, which we'll talk about more later, but he's kind of, like, slipping through. I know. Well, let's talk about it now because he he walks through, like, a tree. I know. He's just, like, a big Tarzan. Yeah. Big, lovable Tarzan. He's just fumbling through the woods. I feel like there was a path laid out and he just missed it. And, and then, you know, when he when he went there, the things that Angie was saying, once again, I was like, I think this could go either way because she was saying they were soulmates. They were soulmates. They had this strong connection. And then ultimately, you know, she started saying, but. Yeah. And he knew. Mm. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so sad to think about. I know, because once again, it was really tough on Angie. But Tim, Tim's instinct was just to make sure that she was okay. Exactly. Which I think made it even harder because it was just he was such a great person about it yeah because she started crying and then yeah he just hugs her straight away says it's all fine is comforting her he's even like if I could pick anyone for you would be Carlin he's reassuring her that she's made the right decision Mm. and then we see him walk off and he kind of has his own little breakdown well before he walks off he also gives her the commitment ring that he had picked out for her saying you know like we'll always have these memories and this is for you just take it it'll be so nice he just shoves it on her finger he did (laughs) but it was just so like it was such a nice moment for him to just be like no no I want you to have this anyway 
I, I think it's probably the nicest of all the seasons so far. It's the best we've seen someone take it, take being dumped, really. Yeah, because immediately all he wanted to make sure was that Angie was okay. Yeah. Oh, I wish I was a better person, but I'm never going to I wish change. you were a better person too. Yeah, it's never going to happen. <laughs> I just hope to see Tim in paradise now. Do you really? Yeah. Do you think he would be good in paradise? Imagine him and Brittany. <gasps> they would just run around the table. Oh, my God. And then just jump into the pool and then just get out and keep running around the table, like just dance into their own music. Oh, my God. Actually, truly. Yeah. That, okay. Can't now you I, see it? Yeah. No, now I, 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 I just got lost I can see it in your picture. eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying. I just got lost. Yeah. That is, you painted a beautiful wiping, picture. He's wiping away one single tear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's gravy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we had that horrific but beautiful moment where Tim was just reflecting on the whole journey. And I think he said, this is why I just didn't want to go all in oh was because God. of this feeling. I'm never going to talk about my feelings again. It was horrific. It was really, really sad. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And again, I just feel like he, he was really composed, really reflective, but it just ripped my heart out. I know. But everything he kind of does, it's like watching this sad kid that's just been bullied or something. Like, I don't feel like I'm watching this adult man. Just straight away, it's like, oh, I'm never talking about my feelings again. And he, like, he seems like this little seven-year-old that you just want to kind of hug. Yeah. I, it, it, that was tough for me. Yeah, and for Tim probably too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess this isn't about me. But we should talk about the winner of the series. Let's. Hi there, I'm Sandra Sully. At 10 Daily, we pride ourselves on delivering great stories about the things that matter. From the biggest news of the day, right through to what's clicking, what's hot, what's happening now. We have it all covered. 10daily.com.au so Angie and Carlin's date, they went on a romantic kayak. Oh, I've oh. said it once. I'll say it again. Kayaking is not romantic. Uh, it just causes fights. Although I guess I always say it's a test of your relationship if you can kayak together and come out the other side without fighting. I have to ask, why do you keep saying I always say this about kayaking? Like how often are you kayaking? Literally every season like, of this show because it's always a kayaking No, but day. like what's your personal experience with kayaking? What do you oh. mean you're always saying this? <laughs> I am. Do you not read my Twitter? <laughs> Do you not read my recaps? Um, you might just cut out again. <laughs> Every season I have a rant about going kayaking because I do Really? Kayaking's yeah. your thing. It, well, it's not. Well, I it's not, not, obviously, yeah. Because I just think there's... Okay, what saved them here was they were in single kayaks. If they were in a double kayak, I don't think they would have the love story that they have today. You're looking at me so bewildered. I'm numb from I'm the neck really, down. I'm numb from the neck down. I'm really passionate about this. I know. That's why I'm. 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 I don't want to speak. I'm, I just want to hear. Like this is the worst TED talk think... I've ever been to. But I. I want to hear more. You're sharing a kayak, right? But yeah. someone always has to be in control. And then all of a sudden, you're just trying to have fun. You're out on the water. You're like, oh, the sun's out. This is great. And then all of a sudden, you're just being yelled at, being like, you're steering the wrong way. Has this happened to you? <laughs> what makes you say that? <laughs> has it? Yeah. Just like slightly properly. too specific. <laughs> I don't remember this in any season. I don't even think they've done a tandem kayak in this yes, show. Yes, they have. They 100% oh. have because I t- <laughs> have made this joke in the recap so many times. Oh, my God. I'm really emotional right now. I know. I'm never getting in a kayak again. Oh, she snapped her kayaking oar in half. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, oh. but the thing is... Anyway, back to the show. They went kayaking and they've come out the other side. So I think it is a testament to how good their relationship actually is. Ikea and kayaking. That's the two things you have to survive as a couple. Yeah, it is. Wow. I like that they also went to a pond and they swam and Angie was like, this is a magical waterfall. And then she said in the show, isn't this magical? And then he was like, it's magical. That's literally all their conversations. I like, know. Do you like the sun? I love the sun. Do you like kayaking? Kayaking is fun. It's great. It's like, okay. Cool. That's romance, I guess. Also, wouldn't it have been winter? It would have been so cold. Yeah. That's what I was thinking when they were kissing because... <laughs> <laughs> Weevil, this is going to be a tough episode. I'm so sorry if you're listening and if they haven't edited half of this out. (laughs) I have some insightful observations. Well, the thing is, every time they kissed, Carlin always made this big, like, mwah sound. (laughs) How else do you kiss? I don't. I'm saving that for marriage. Oh, okay. So, like, I had to distract myself and so they're, like, standing in the water and I thought, God, it must be, like, August. It'd yeah, be really it would have cold. been cold. Well, I mean, if you looked at um, Angie when she in that um, very dramatic rose ceremony where she sent Ryan home, she was in that gorgeous dress. Oh, and then was, the yeah. producer was in a full, like, Antarctic get-up. She had, like, a beanie and gloves and, like, a puffer jacket. I was like, Angie must be freezing. Yeah, she's a survivor, though. Anyway, but that was, like, the rest of the day, mm. kayaking and kissing. No, and then they had this sort of romantic chat where, again, I think, where actually where Carlin said that he was falling in love with her, which is a huge moment. Mm. And he did say he was concerned about getting hurt and he mm. got a bit teary and I thought oh Summer Bay is calling you <laughs> you are ruthless <laughs> I think it's interesting that Carlin's initial story was that you know after his divorce he was finally ready to to dive into a new relationship but that kind of got lost with the whole acting conversation I'm surprised the acting didn't really come up with Angie's family. Oh, oh my God. I'm so happy it didn't because I'm so sick of that conversation. Yeah. The amount of times that it's, it's so circular because there's no conclusion to it where she has to say, I need to know what your intentions are. And he says, they're genuine. And she says, well, I don't know if they are. And it's so hard for either of them to prove either way. I wonder if she got to have like a bit of a Google search just in her downtime to see what he's actually acted in because just I've Googled his IMDb. Him. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's not, there's not much going on there. Acting's a hard industry. And take it from me, babe, because I starred in um, about 15 episodes of a Korean TV show. What? Yeah. I'm sorry, why is this the first time I'm ever <laughs> oh, yeah. this? I'm full of surprises. Yeah, it was like a learn English show. And my character's name was Danny. And in my starring episode, um, my character arc was that I had a watch that I could turn back time with and I used it to eat a lot. And then my <laughs> friends had an intervention because I put on too much weight. Is this on YouTube? <laughs> no, but it actually was really hurtful for a 14-year-old me. Anyway, Whoa. do you have anything you can work with? <laughs> Just looking at our producer, she's crying. Um, <laughs> this is going to be our last podcast ever. Um, <laughs> that's a true story. They had to film this, the, like, the scales. I had to stand on the scales and they filmed it, but they got the cameraman to stand on the back of it so that it, the weight was really high. I, I don't really know what time. to say right now. I mean, can you link me? No, absolutely not. No. It was wow. about an alien girl that lived in a tree. <laughs> I'm not making any of this up. It's horrible, isn't it? Anyway. Um, Carlin's acting. Carl, yeah. <laughs> Why are we here? Oh, yeah. Um, okay, let's get back on track. My thing with Carlin's date is that comparing it to Tim's date, once again, I felt like I was so invested in Tim and Angie's 
connection. And then with Carlin's, it just felt like back again to the kind of sort of regular stuff that we've seen on this show. Yeah. Which is why it led me to that false conclusion that I was like, well, surely Tim's going to win this. Because Angie hasn't been our typical bachelorette, it kind of did make more sense if Tim did. Mm. But she's kind of got that classic love story finale, like that kind of romantic fairy tale one, whereas Tim and her could have been this like real weirdo ending mm. that I would have really enjoyed. But they didn't make the show for us, apparently. <laughs> apparently, yeah, <laughs> which was a, su- a surprise to me. <laughs> Definitely news to me too. Well, I thought that, um, so obviously Carlin arrives after Angie's broken the news to Tim and I thought it was still a really cute, very Angie way of wrapping the show up, the way that she was talking to Carlin and the things that she was saying. She was like, they were standing at the end or whatever and they're like talking to the camera and she's like, might, we might move in together. I might be pregnant in six months. And Colin's just like staring off into the distance. <laughs> I did like as well, like the final line of the whole season as the camera is like romantically panning up to this gorgeous, like beautiful fairy tale scene. And she's just like, oh, I'm a bit sweaty. I might be gross. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was just, sweating in this dress all day. Just perfect. Like, and, and those little bits that were still there. So, you know, I thought it was like a beautiful ending for the both of them. Yeah, it was. And I guess the whole thing this whole time has been her wanting to find her funny, weird match. And mm. Carlin doesn't really fit that criteria. But my favourite part was when undercover brother Brad was like, oh, you know, Carlin's a funny dude. And I was like, show me the receipts. <laughs> but also I think maybe it's a good thing that she's kind of found this guy that does calm her and it's a, kind of her opposite in a way. And that might be their strength. I also think that throughout this whole season, that's kind of been a reoccurring theme is that, you know, Angie's been kind of questioning, does she go for the sort of same guy that she's gone for before in in a person like Tim or like Kieran? Or does she kind of decide to not necessarily grow up, but to to look for a relationship with somebody who is a bit more grounded and a bit more down to earth, who might not, you know, be as eccentric as she usually would go for? And she even said to to Carlin, you know, you're not the usual type of guy that I would go for, but there's something here that I, I really love. Yeah, and when she talks about Carlin, she talks about their future. Like she talks about moving in and she talks about having kids and that kind of stuff. And she's, you know, that's what she's kind of been looking for. Like you said, she wants to move away from the guys that she's dated in the past. So maybe going to the polar opposite isn't going to be a bad thing for her. Mm. You talked to the couple. I did, yes. I, I literally just talked to them. How were they? They were like, get out of our room. No, um, <laughs> uh, they were really good. It was really cute. It was nice. I, I think the biggest thing that they've struggled with is the gap between filming and now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that must be so difficult to kind of go through such a surreal experience and then have to pretend like nothing happened. Yeah. Relive everything for Carlin, especially to rewatch Angie, make all these connections with these other guys and Angie to rewatch, you know, what guys were saying about her, what guys were saying in interviews having to relive the connections that she made with other people. I think that would be really difficult. Um, But it sounds like, you know, they're in a really great place. And I think they're just really excited to be living out in the public. And I guess, I mean, there's still time for Carlin to be on Home and Away next year. or 100%. Neighbours. Oh, my God, yes. Gogglebox. Maybe they could be the new Gogglebox's. Oh, that would be cute. Yeah, they were looking for new people. We should do it. Hello, Gogglebox, (laughs) are you listening? They're not. For one final time, Tiles, we may not be the Bachelorettes, but for this week, who are you giving your rose to? It's hard to go past Tim. Mm. And I know that's a very like classic, oh, give the runner up a rose because they got dumped. 
but I think he really did put everything out there and I hope he doesn't let this experience never let him talk about his feelings again because I hope he finds his like little weirdo out there and so I want to give him my final rose and also change your uh, Twitter bio to a little weirdo <laughs> exactly <laughs> what a coincidence who's your rose going to um my rose is gonna go to you wow well, I couldn't think of anyone and I think it's just a nice thing to say. <laughs> You're like, I'm just going to say the thing I'm staring the se- at. <laughs> the, the first thing I look at. Yeah, Microphone, you, coffee my, cup. <laughs> my, my rose is tissue box. I, <laughs> no, you, because um, I really enjoyed spending the time chatting to you about this show. And it's been so good to finally meet It's you been amazing. I love meeting my fans. <laughs> and um, I will give you an autograph. It's $35. Um it's been fun. I mean, we talk about this show all the time anyway, we so do. it's been kind of nice to formalise it. Exactly. Mm. Who would not get your rose? You can't mm. say me again. <laughs> Damn it. Um, and I can't say kayaking. Um, <laughs> oh, I am not giving a rose to hot air balloons. Mm. I keep it in the 40s, babe. <laughs> <laughs> right? We've got other ways of transport. When you're next year's bachelor, you're going to have to get over this. Could you imagine how boring that season would be? Yeah. I would just be like, I would be the villain of my own season. <laughs> I love it. I'll <laughs> yeah, recap you it. You <laughs> would love it, yeah. Uh, it's hot air balloons. I think they're dumb and I think that they're on fire. I don't oh, like that at all. What did they ever do to you? <laughs> Tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> this is a mess. <laughs> Who's not getting your rose? This is not shocking, but I'm not giving my rose to kayak dates. <laughs> I just said nothing else I need to add to that. Just I mean, you did a full 20-minute set on it before. I agree. There's nothing else you could really add. Look at my Twitter. Look at my recaps. Slide into my DMs if you want. We'll talk more about kayaks. And if you work for a kayak company, please reach out to Talia and comp her some uh, romantic experiences because I think we need to change her on Teach that. me how to <laughs> kayak properly. Maybe then I'll get over it. Yeah. Is it the kayaks or is it a you thing? Like... I think it's just like you need to have fun when you're doing it. And if you're with a control freak that is like, you're not steering properly, takes out the fun. Yeah. So maybe it's not the kayak's fault, is it? <laughs> I feel like they're this really. This is not my therapy okay. session. Well. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us while we break down this extremely twisty season. And if you want to go right back to the start and watch every single episode of The Bachelorette, you can do that on 10Play right now. That's it for us. And thank you guys so much for tuning into The Reality Bite. Tiles, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me and um, listening to all this stuff. (laughs) Boy, oh boy. If you made it to the end of this one, we're really happy. We've been working hard this week. (laughs) We haven't slept for days. (laughs) It's been really fun. I've loved watching Angie find her love story in her Prince Charming, I guess. And I found my Prince Charming in you. Oh, I need to get out of here. Help. Anyone? Security. Hi guys, this is Monty here at 10 Speaks. I just wanted to give you a rundown of the things we have coming up here. From deep intrigue with Barry Dubois to belly laughs with Hugh Remington and PVO, 10 Speaks has it all. Here's what the public has been saying. I listened to 10 Speaks so much my elbow fell off.
I listened to so much Ten Speaks, my teeth became ears. I'm a short-haired domestic cat who has been given the power of speech by listening to Ten Speaks podcasts. I died in 1996, but after my caring family played my resurrected corpse, the Western Front, every week for a month, I reanimated and came back to the world to do good. I was so excited by listening to Ten Speaks that I threw my phone down a well and now I can't get it. I listened to so much Ten Speaks that I passed the HSC at the ripe old age of 14. Ten Speaks cured my rabies. Ten Speaks helped move my moustache from upper lip to lower thigh. Ten Speaks gave me the power to talk to my mother again after she pantsed me in front of my year three class. Before I was uh, a vegan, now listening to Ten Speaks, I'm still a vegan, but better. I was pretty pro-Trump until Ten Speaks gave me the power of thought. This morning I was listening to Ten Speaks podcasts when I was making my toast. On the toast was an image of Jesus. My doctor says that he puts my rapidly increased sperm count down to 10 Speaks podcasts. I listened to so much 10 Speaks, all my plants grew better. 10 Speaks podcasts are better than marmalade. I started listening to 10 Speaks and my tongue grew three feet. Do you mean three feet long or just three feet on it? Three feet extra. Still ambiguous. I think we're done. Yeah, yeah. (laughs)